Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're discussing A Second Chance at Love, the very first movie in Hallmark's Spring into Love series for 2022. Wanted to welcome all of our new listeners. Girls Gone Hallmark is what we call our weekly bonus Hallmark review episodes, but we're not just Hallmark reviewers. Every Tuesday we put out a new podcast episode where we chat about life and the things we love. And this week's episode was all about our favorite cleaning hacks, schedules, and strategies. And if you don't think that sounds like a good time, then I don't know what to say to you. (laughs) Plus, we also send a few minutes at the top of each episode checking in with each other. And we close each episode with an approved item, something we're loving. It's a good time. We'd love it if you would check those out if you are a Hallmark-only listener. Wendy, yo, it's time for a second chance at love. Yeah. Do you have a synopsis? I do. Are you ready? Alicia and Arnold. His name's not Arnold. Is it Arnold? Yeah. I wrote in my notes, Arnold, Arthur, and August. I don't know what is going on with me. So I, you will probably hear me refer to him as Arthur later on because in my notes anyway. Okay. Well, I'm starting over the synopsis. Alicia and Arnold's marriage is Picture perfect. Picture perfect. However, Arnold is ready to grow their family, but Alicia is hesitant to the idea. Rather than facing the problem, Alicia sets her divorced parents each up on a blind date dating app. This synopsis is not a true reflection of this movie, I don't think. Oh, agree. I mean, those things happen, but it should read something like Brenda and Jack reconnect after years of divorce. I don't know, something. Yes. While Alicia struggles to find independence from her parents. <laughs> exactly. Now, when we recorded our um, like spring preview, yeah. we thought, now correct me if I'm wrong, we thought this movie was going to be more heavily focused on Arnold and Alicia. I Agree. Arthur. And um, I think we were wrong. Well, that's in fact my first impression, which isn't normally now, but I will say it now okay. is that I was very pleasantly surprised by the balance of the younger and the older couple in this movie, mm-hmm. because I was worried that they would lean too hard on the Alicia and Arnold storyline. And I felt there was a great balance and I thought they did service to Brenda and Jack's story. I agree. Now I want to ask you, what do you think the the age demo is for Hallmark Channel. I don't know the answer. I'm just asking what you're, what you think it is. Uh, I would guess that they do really well in the like 35 to 54 demo and up. Okay. So why do you think they push movies so hard with young actors and actresses? Well, that's not a Hallmark only thing. That is movies in general. We hear all the time about actors age out of roles, particularly women. So I agree that Hallmark focuses really hard on young love, first love, falling in love, getting married. And I loved, we've been asking for this very specifically. We use the phrase a second chance at love. I have a note on that later. And then they called the movie a second chance at love. I think I think it's just what entertainment does. I just think that 
Hallmark is not serving its viewers. Agree. And I know I've said it before, and I feel like I say it again and again and again. But I'm out of the season of life about getting married, that first love, yeah. planning a wedding. No, no, no. I really want to watch stories, movies, whatever, where I'm at in my life. Okay, here's my question, though. Okay. Do you really? I do. I really do. So I am tired of, like, longing for the past. Days gone by. Yes. I. That's a great point. And I'm just sitting here thinking, to take a little bit of a left turn in terms of content, you are, and I am, fans of Bravo programming. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of their shows, but let's take the Real Housewives specifically. Okay. I watch the Orange County Housewives. We live in Orange County. I don't find them at all relatable. Agree. But I find them entertaining. Maybe that's a different thing, because I don't necessarily want to watch the PTA moms of Central Orange County on Bravo. (laughs) Neither do I. No. But maybe I do want to watch a fictionalized, scripted story about real people yes. that I can relate to. Let me talk about that book that I read on our Pop Culture Club episode from a couple months ago. Okay. It was called what now? <laughs> it was either called The Flat Share no, or no. it was called The Idea of You. The Idea yes. of You. And that was a story about a a middle-aged, not quite middle-aged woman. I think she's 39 in the book. Late 30s. Yes. uh, Falling in love with like a... a 21-year-old. 21-year-old. Hey, Hallmark, make some movies like that. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be as like, that book was very steamy and racy. It doesn't have to be that. Give me a watered-down version of that. Like, I, that's the kind of, I don't want to say that's the only movie I want to watch on Hallmark. But I, I want to see a variety. I want to see a variety. Like, show me that or show mm-hmm. me. Or, you know, I want to see, you know, you said, like, you don't want to watch PTA Moms of Central Orange County. Fine. But I also don't want to watch, like, um, a, a movie about a man and woman who've been married 20 years and are just struggling through the day to day. They don't have anything to talk about anymore. No, but they can make it a romantic story. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just want to see some of that. And I am glad that this movie had a little bit of it. I agree. I, I was very, I, I enjoyed this movie. Spoiler alert. Okay. So let's get into news and notes. You already gave your first impression and I will give mine after we do news and notes. Okay. Okay. Uh, this movie filmed in Canada, mostly around Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Also filmed during like late January, early February, which quick turnaround, real quick. Yeah, for the first movie in the lineup, kind of surprised that it had that short of a turnaround. Yeah, I agree. And they've been promoting this movie longer than the others, which means I'm going to assume that the others had an equally short turnaround. It's going to be like late February, March, this was filmed. Because before we got a full Spring Into Love lineup, we got the March lineup. Mm -hmm. And the only movie that's officially part of Spring Into Love to air in March is this movie right here. Yeah. A Second Chance at Love. Now... I feel like we've talked this to death, but I would like to point out 
the two of the stars of this movie, Eric LaSalle and Gloria Rubin, acted together in ER. They have not been on screen together in 20 years. That's a long time. I was thrilled to see them back together. I was a big ER fan. Were they on in the early days of ER? Like, were they original cast? I read that Eric LaSalle was in 171 episodes of ER. Oh, wow. I think he started as like a resident Mm -hmm. or like, I think he worked his way up. I don't think he was, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but Eric LaSalle, I think was on the majority of the time, whether he was in the pilot, he was a 171 episodes of ER. I don't know how many, uh, how many seasons. A lot of seasons of ER. I have vivid memories of the opening of him, like sliding along the floor doing in his scrubs doing. Oh, that's funny. Like a celebration. My memory of him is he was kind of like a grumpy Gus on Mm -hmm. that show. Yeah. But I haven't seen it in so long. I don't know if I've retconned that in my mind. I think he was just like super intense about his job. Yeah. But I was happy to see them back on screen together. And, um, Eric LaSalle himself recently signed a three book deal for a crime thriller series. And what I liked about the story, I didn't like, let me tell you, he submitted several book proposals and had them refused and finally was able to get one picked up. And I don't like that he worked so hard, but I liked the success story. I don't like the multiple rejections, but I like the look. There was a success at the end of this yeah. Out of perseverance. And I love a crime film. I know. I'm I'm thrilled for you. <laughs> they call them gritty crime novels. I'm into it. Um, the working title of this movie was called I Do Again. No. Oh. Mm. Okay, what do you I think? I do. Again. Um, here's what I think. I think someone from Hallmark is listening to our podcast because... We said specifically, and if I could go back and find the episode, I will link it in our show notes. But I said specifically, or we did, we want a second chance at love stories. And then voila, you guys, there's a movie called that. And it's not like those are like uncommon words. No, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see if I can find it. I know we specifically use the word second chance love. I remember I was in my closet recording it at the time. I remember specifically. I vividly remember it as well. I I do. I know we said it. And I would, you know, I don't know if you remember, but we used to do, I know you remember this, but we used to do big brother predictions Mm -hmm. at the beginning of every season. And then we would do some thoughts throughout the season. And at one point there was a cast member named Winston Yes. Oh, yes. And he and another cast member were very similar. And I, in a video called he and the other cast member, I said, hashtag Twinston. Yes. And then they use that on the episode. Yeah. Somebody is watching our stuff. So that seems very. That was very specific. What else do you have for news and notes? Uh, Just a small one. Um, BJ Harrison was in this movie she played Mima. I love BJ Harris. And I don't even know if she had any lines in this movie. Other than I'm going on a date. Yeah. I got a friend coming over. Yeah. She is just one of those Hallmark players. You see her in so many movies. Yeah. And sometimes she has like a bigger role. Sometimes she has a small little role. I just I get like this overwhelming like feeling of like 
warmth and happiness when I see her. I was going to say the same thing. I feel so comforted when she's on screen. I know. And I'm like, give this woman her own freaking movie. Yes. Everything's going to be okay when I see her. Yeah. I just love her. I love her. Tell me your first impression of this movie. Here's my first impression. And it really doesn't have to do with the movie. Oh, I made a real mistake not adding Eric LaSalle to my hot dudes list. Oh, that's a great point. 59 and fine. I was so taken with him. Does he make the list, though? What was our age limit? It was, was it- 55. Oh, yeah. I really... Was it 55 or was it 60? I can't remember now. It well, had to be 55. Maybe. I think you're right. I think you're right. For the new listeners... What I'm talking about is several months ago, we did a hot old dudes, hot old dudes episode on our regular Tuesday podcast. I will leave a link to it in our show notes where Megan and I shared our favorite hot old dudes. And we had a threshold. I think it was 60. I don't remember. No, it must have been 55. Yeah, I think it was 55 because Keanu Reeves is like 59 and we discussed him. Anyway, I think this is what I'm thinking. I think we're going to have to revisit this topic year after year. Oh, yeah. We need some sort of March Madness type like tournament. Bracket. (laughs) Yes, a bracket. I'm making with my hands the the bracket. It's it's quite impressive. (laughs) You know, that's a that episode is a good time. And I'll be honest, it was more for us. Like, it was a funny idea we had. We thought it would be fun. It's a very popular episode that I was surprised by because you never know. I thought people would be like, give me a break. I'm not listening to this. It Mm -hmm. was a good time, and I think people agreed. So give that one a listen. And Eric LaSalle needs to be on my list. Indeed. I'm going to go edit it in. It's going to be like, Eric LaSalle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about what we liked about a second chance at love. Okay, I want to start real surface level. Okay. I thought this movie was uh, visually beautiful in a lot of ways. I loved Alicia's wardrobe mm. throughout. Mm-hmm. I especially loved the pink skirt she wore on her honeymoon getaway. It was just this real bright, corally pink wrap skirt. So cute. She had great accessories. Um, and I loved the home that Alicia and Arnold lived in. Yeah. Real modern. 100% not my style. Yeah. But every time they did an exterior shot of that house, for some reason, I felt like I was in an episode of Modern Family. Oh, interesting. Because that's how they would always center where they were is by doing an exterior shot yeah. of the family. Yeah. And Cam and Mitchell. Mitchell. I was like, his name is Jesse, I think, in real life. I think they lived. <laughs> did they live in like a more modern house? I don't remember. Anyway. Regardless, um, I enjoyed their home. I thought it was really sleek and beautiful on the inside. And visually also, mm-hmm. Gloria Rubin as Brenda's wedding dress. Did you clock it? No. It was just beautiful. Oh, it was pants. It was, was it? pants. I had to rewind it. Yes, because. Oh, I just noticed the neckline. I just thought it was kind of. Casual is the wrong word, but it wasn't a classic princess ball gown. Yeah. And I just thought the silhouette, I was like, this is a perfect second wedding dress. It had a cape. No? Gosh, I don't know. You guys, it had a cape and it was pants. And it was like 100% something I would wear. I love that it's pants. That makes me yes, like it even more. Me too. And I thought like, oh, does she wear pants throughout the movie? And I was like, no, just because at that last previous scene, she was in a dress. Yeah. And she's dancing in skirts often. Yeah. 
It was very pretty. I'm surprised you didn't put that on in the did you see that moment. Well, it was what I liked. Okay. I'm well, sorry. No, it's fine. Uh you talked about this earlier, and I agree that I am so happy that this movie wasn't story heavy on Alicia and Arnold. I was... Because Arnold sucks. Arnold did suck. We'll get to that. Okay. And I was, like, happy it wasn't like this, like, twist on mingle all the way, stupid dating oh, apps, yeah. snafu, nonsense. I mean, it did have that. And honestly, they they didn't even need that other than, like, getting them together. I thought the app itself faded into the background, even though the app was created by Arnold's company. Right. I liked that. I agree that it was not a focus on, look at this newfangled app we've created. Because yeah. guess what happens when you do that? Movie doesn't age well. No, exactly. Exactly. I love the music in this movie. Yeah. I don't know if you caught it. I was like, this feels like a very contemporary. And it was, these songs were not like made today. They were popular songs of days ago. But I was like... Hey, look at that. Just the two of us when yes, they're dancing that's at the, the song they put hotel. In. I couldn't remember. But I'm they played it at the very beginning, too. I was just so... I just like that. Especially in the opening scene. I think they were playing Just the Two of Us, where it's a young Alicia, mm-hmm. and she's watching her mom and dad dance in the living room. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, that makes me so happy. And, like, I kind of wish, like, my own home was like that. Like, But my husband and I dancing in the living room where my daughter watching is not something that would ever happen. Ever. <laughs> But I like the idea of it. Yeah. It just feels like warm and sweet. Right. I think that was the vibe through a lot of this movie. It felt like a warm, happy family. Yes. So many of these movies we have like dire, we're gonna lose the family business. <laughs> the home is being foreclosed. Yeah. Right. And there wasn't any of that. Yes, there was some relationship drama, but Sometimes I get a little bit stressed out watching these, like, we're going to lose it all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Um, I really, really loved how natural Eric and Gloria were together. Like, they just fell into their, like, old, not roles, but, like, just that old chemistry that they've had working years and years together. I just loved it. I agree. I just watching them on screen felt so natural. And when they see each other for the first time in the restaurant, it felt like exactly how I would imagine, you know, this is a person you were married to that you loved and now you're out supposedly with somebody yeah. else running. It's awkward, but I, yeah. Right. There were some funny lines too. We were talking about that restaurant when they run in and they end up having dinner and she was like, goes to split the bill. And he's like, he says give me a something. Break. Yeah. He was like, give me a break. Have I ever? Like, <laughs> I just thought that was good. Um, one of my favorite scenes was at the very end. It was the christening scene. And Grandpa Jack was just so excited for his daughter to have this baby girl. And I just was like, oh, I love it. Loved it. So speaking of that christening scene, the one of the things that I loved is I loved the whole flash forward element, the where are they now? We had two concurrent storylines happening. Right. And so I liked that not only do we get to the wedding, but then we see at the wedding that she's pregnant and then we flash forward even further to the christening and everyone has a happy ending and they cleanly wrapped up both Mm storylines in a believable way. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what we wished for. And this is the part of the podcast, if you're a new listener, where we talk about the things that we didn't love so much about the movie. 
Yeah. Changes we would make if we were on the writing staff. Alicia needs a backbone. Okay. To her husband or parents or both? I think both. But look, your mother going through a breakup, while it's nice for you to be there for her, Mm -hmm. is not a tragedy that necessitates (laughs) you inviting her on your anniversary trip away with your husband. Never. This is, I'm going to call you mom. I'm going to. They were going away for a weekend, not a month. Let's have lunch when I come back, mom. Not, you should come with us. There's no logic in that. Oh, I invited her to come with me. Now, I thought Arnold sucked and I, we will get to that. But it was in this moment that I was like, what are you doing? Well, even the mom should have been like, no, that's a terrible idea. I'm not going to go away on your anniversary weekend. And here's what they ignored. The mom doesn't live alone. She lives with her mother. So she's not sitting at home alone. First of all, she's an adult woman who's gone through a breakup. While she's entitled to feel sad, I don't think she needed... This is a woman who's very successful in her career, Mm -hmm. who has raised a daughter. She didn't need the coddling that Alicia was giving her. Right. And so I think they both failed in that moment. And I really think that would have been a moment for Mima to step in and be like, what is happening? <laughs> totally. You, no, stay home. Totally. I do not care that she invited you. Totally. That would have been a great idea. Mm-hmm. I thought Arnold wasn't very empathetic to his wife mm-hmm. and her, what she was dealing with. However, I also thought like Alicia was far too involved in her mm-hmm. parents' lives. Like, it was on the day-to-day. I don't talk to my parents on the day-to-day. Neither do I. And I consider myself very close to my parents. Yeah, me I too. I go a week, two. Yeah. I'm, I'm not meeting my dad up for a run and then, like, badgering him over, like, his recent breakup or whatever. Like, no. And if your parents accidentally meet on a dating app and start dating, I think it is not only okay, but perhaps preferred and ex uh what's the word um beyond reasonable for them to keep that information from their daughter sure and many children of adult parents dream of their parents getting back together uh-huh, uh-huh. and so if you've gone on one date why give your daughter either false hope or false anxiety or you don't know what's happening. She's not entitled to the information about your adult dating life. Exactly. And the other thing is, too, is like they've been divorced for many years. Mm. Are we to say that they've... I know that Jack obviously was like a serial dater or whatever. Um, and it, didn't she say something like he always like breaks it off when it gets too close? Mm-hmm. And I don't know really about the mom, like what her dating history was but i have to assume in all those years that they probably went out on a date or two and the daughter has been that involved every single time right too much too much too much so let's talk about arnold okay i think everyone in this movie could have benefited from a lesson in communication yes nobody knows how to communicate well Mm -hmm. and arnold was passive aggressive Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, we all get frustrated with our partners. That is a reasonable thing. We get frustrated when they make decisions. But there's one point where he kind of just blows her off and is not going to talk to her about what he's like. I don't know what to say. No, you say, I'm frustrated because I feel like you're 
giving too much of your time to your parents. And I feel like we aren't spending any time together and we haven't had a chance to have a conversation. That's what you say. Yeah. I'm frustrated because I feel like we keep missing each other and Mm -hmm. every bit of free time we have goes to your parents. You don't say, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah, totally. Well, okay, then there is no solution here. He was like Judy Moody in bed all by himself. Oh, you know, do you remember that scene? No. Uh, it was like dark and he was like in bed by himself. Like it, I think she had gotten home late or. Oh, and his eyes are open and he doesn't roll over yes. and look at her. Yeah. I really was like, really? Are we that mad? It's, seriously. She's not having an affair. She was out with her mom. <laughs> it's not even like she was out with like girlfriends or something you know what i mean she was like with her mom come on and look we are at the point granted i've said already none of these situations were tragic and they didn't uh warrant the type of involvement but we are at the point where we do have to attend to our parents sometimes there are times we need to reroute yes so i felt like there was no allowance for that while also feeling like alicia went overboard agree agree i needed a more realistic version of why they got divorced in the first place the Mm. story that was told was that they were like they were so in love but they were so committed to their careers and their careers just like i mean she owned a dance school or something like mm-hmm. and i don't even know if they established what he was mm-hmm. something that makes him a lot of money because apparently he's a sugar daddy to everybody he dates. <laughs> right? so i was like it wasn't like they were doctors or lawyers where they like spent like hours upon hours away from the home and right i mean it's it's okay to say like you just fall out of not fall out of love but like i, I just thought the profession i just thought the career angle was dumb yes because it was clear that they didn't necessarily fall out of love they just stopped perhaps acting like a married couple because their time was focused on their jobs and then they had a child who probably took a lot of their attention which i think happens to lots of relationships (laughs) Yes. yes you get to a point and for me what i was thinking is if i were in that position my husband's going one direction i'm going the other we're both so focused on their jobs who has time to think about getting divorced It feels like you just kind of keep on keeping on, especially when your kids are little. Yeah. And then maybe you look back and go, oh, what have we been doing the last 15 years? Yeah. But to be that aware that you're headed in opposite directions and then not attempt to right the ship seems surprising to me. Yeah. They just like, all right, let's get divorced. Like, Mm -hmm. man, go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Come on. And he said, I never wanted the divorce. Right. So Gloria's out there. Excuse me. Brenda's out there (laughs) pushing for it. It, That didn't jive with her character in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing that bothered me was there, he comes, Jack comes to the resort or wherever they're at. And, they're, you know, dancing and he's obviously very much wants to get back together with her and she's still questioning the relationship and is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And we need to talk. And then, and then boom, he proposes and she says yes. Like yeah. in a span of five minutes. Yeah. And like she's obviously really concerned about like what all this means. Dude, don't propose. Yeah. How about like, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's. Go on a couple more dates. Yeah. And see where we're at. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. It's time for Did You See That where we poke some holes in this movie. 
I don't have too many pokes. I just have some funny observances. Okay. You got pokes? I got a, I got a funny observance and a little bit of a poke. Okay, let me hear. So early on, we see Alicia at her job, and she and her work bestie yes. both have clients in their chairs. Yes. And work bestie <laughs> appears to actually be styling the hair of the person in her chair, but Alicia's just fluffing that hair. She fluffs and she fluffs and she fluffs. And you know that this was not a one-take conversation, and there's multiple camera angles. So this poor woman in her chair sits there with Alicia fluffing her hair, and I have some sensory issues. I'm sitting there thinking if I were that actress, I would be like, stop touching me. (laughs) Stop touching me. I have two thoughts about that scene. One is the two women who are getting their hair down. The lady who Alicia was doing was fluffy. She had a pleasant face in the mirror. The other lady. RBF a yes. little bit. I was, and I could so relate to it. Like, I was like, I make that face at the salon because I hate the way I look in a salon. Of mirror. course, the lighting. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. That's so And I also funny. was like, I can totally picture this woman's character, this always, nothing's ever right, always <laughs> upset with life. I was like, is she in a role or is she just like, this damn salon lighting is not it. And then in that same scene, you were talking about how cute Alicia's clothes were. And I agree. And I didn't know she was a hairdresser until she gets to the salon and she's putting her apron on and she's in huge high heels. And I was like, she really going to wear those high heels all day long behind a chair? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess people probably do. Not my hair lady, but I... I guess people probably do. Yeah, I've definitely seen, you know, the salon where you and I both get our eyebrows done. Yeah. That place is full of cute stylists. Mm -hmm. I bet they're wearing heels. They they probably are. I thought Alicia was, was dressed more like, well, a creative, but in an office space, not in a salon. I would like to say more about her job and I don't want stylists to come for me. Okay. Alicia spends a lot of time talking about how she just can't get away from work. She can't get away from work. How, how can we plan a weekend away? I can't get away from work. Girl, you set your own schedule. Yeah, take some time off. I cannot take an appointment that Friday and Saturday because I'm going away with my husband. <laughs> work on a day that you don't normally work. Work a little late one night so you can take a night off. I'm not saying stylists aren't busy. If you're yeah. good, you probably are quite busy. Right. But did you see the house they lived in? They did not appear to be in financial dire straits yeah. to where her taking a day off would have been financially troublesome. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that because when they had Alicia and Arnold had like a, another couple over for dinner mm. and the dude was talking about like what he did for a job and then Arnold got a little bit like about what he does for work. Mm. And it kind of made it seem like, not that they were struggling, but like he hadn't like, he wasn't making millions off of his app or whatever. Maybe she's got daddy's money. Daddy money. Totally. Hmm. Yeah. What else you got? Um, Matthew James Dowden, he plays Rob Staples in this movie and he's an instructor at the dance school. Can I interrupt you? Yes. Is Mr. Staples the worst name for a dance instructor you've ever heard? <laughs> Mr. Staples. Yeah. That's awful. Okay. That's awful. Anyway, uh, they have a scene where, like, Brenda is critiquing, like, his dance or whatever, and he's dancing. And all this is, like, he's, like, making zigzags (laughs) with his arms. It's 
so funny. I had to rewind. <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> that. <laughs> Interpretive ballroom dancing. Yeah. It, it, like over and over. And then she was like, okay, we'll come back to that or <laughs> whatever. I don't know. She was interrupted. Oh, it's because Jack came with the flowers. No, that's not when it No, because when Jack comes with the flowers, they're they were dancing. dancing arm in arm. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. I did feel like the Mr. Staples storyline was odd and not fully realized because I thought maybe we were supposed to think that that instructor had a crush mm-hmm. on Brenda, yeah. but it was not fully fleshed out. Right. And so maybe he just existed as they had to set him up as someone for Jack to have a reaction to. Yeah. And that was so dumb too, because obviously she probably owned the school or was a professor of dance She's for a long going to dance with people. She's going <laughs> to dance with people. It's not like he walked in on them in bed together. You, right. you know, I was like, that's what they do for a profession. They're in the middle of the school. All the lights are on. She's like running out the middle them. of the work day. Uh, it's not what you think. Yeah. Dumb, 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 dumb. Um, at the end when they're at the resort and Jack asks, the DJ to play their song, they start dancing and then like, they're like, let's go for a talk. It was like <laughs> 20 seconds of like, yeah, them. you just made them change the music just for you. Finish it yeah, out. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, Oh, we got to go talk. We got to go talk. Um, when Eric LaSalle as Jack proposes, did you see the tear come down his face? I did. And it looked real. Like it splashed off the side of his cheek. Me too. And she, it was kind of a funny scene because she wipes it Uh huh. And she must say something to him because he starts laughing and like grabs like her hand or something like that. And I think like we caught like uh not we the movie people caught like an actual real scene between yeah. these two, and it just looked like fun and jovial. And they're like, oh, we're gonna use it. But I was like, why is he crying? Like for real in real life? Yes. He's like as an actor, we like the scene. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry in this scene. So. Choice. Do you, did you notice the light on her ring in the ring box? I did. So I don't know if that's still a thing. When I got engaged, that was like, that was a thing. There was a light in your ring box, Uh which is very cool. But I was, what it, I thought was interesting is I just assume these are all prop rings and they've got ring boxes lying around because the battery dies on that light. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, did they go get a new, because it just seemed like, Nobody would have noticed if there was no light in the ring box. Right, exactly. So I, I just bumped on it. I'm like, oh, it's a brand new box. Yeah, and I did think for like a quick second, like I was like, is this movie brought to us by <laughs> Diamonds USA Jared. or whatever? I couldn't even think of like a jeweler. But yeah, yeah I was like waiting for like, you know, like. Every on, kiss begins with K. Like, you know, like on The Bachelor where it's like, this is a Neil Lane <laughs> diamond and it fully says Neil Lane yeah. on it or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think it was. This is my last note, and it's a dumb one. It's a throwaway. But at the beginning, when Alicia and Arnold are in their house, and they're, like, getting ready to leave for the day, she's making a smoothie, and she puts, like, a smoothie in, like, a big, like, what I would drink water out of. Yeah. And um, she's pouring the smoothie out, and she leaves about, like, an inch left of smoothie. And, like, just... In the blender? Yes. And I was like... That's going to be so gross when she gets home. <laughs> like, that's just the thing. That's why I don't make smoothies, because I don't want to clean up that. <laughs> and I don't want to put it in a in a insulated thing where, like, a straw gets all gunked up. Like, no. Why? She should have just been eating a bowl of cereal or something. <laughs> like, make it easier. Smoothies are too messy. Totally. All right. 
It's time to rate this movie. Did you remember to give this movie a rating? I did. I, I, I would like you to hold up your fingers on a count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Woo! <laughs> Double four stars! <laughs> four stars. Four stars. Look, more movies with a mature cast. I'm into it. I thought it was a good movie, a good solid movie to start out the spring. A hundred percent agree. Nice, strong foundation. I think they've got a lot of good things coming. They at least have a lot of good actors. Doors cast. So. But this is this is setting the bar really high. And that's four out of five. It's a five-star movie is very hard, but a four-star mm-hmm. movie is a great movie, in my opinion. Now, I gotta m- inject a note here. Yeah. On our Spring into Love preview, we talked about next weekend's movie because there was no details about it. Mm-hmm. Just one kiss. It stars Santino, what's his last name? Fontana. And like I mentioned before, he did the audio voice of the character Joe in the book You. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, every time like I saw the commercial, I would just close my eyes and all I see is Joe from that book. Now, if you haven't read that book, Joe's a bad guy. Joe is a bad guy, but he's... He's a desirable bad guy. Yes. And then so I cannot wait to see this movie because I just want to hear this guy sing and talk the entire time. Mm -hmm. And then we also talked about the Royal movie. Yes. That had no details to it. Right. And what's it called? A Royal runaway romance. I got to say, uh, the previews looked pretty decent for it. Uh, Wendy who dog Royal movies. I know. So boring. I know. I know. I know. I don't like Royal movies and I, I have very low expectations, but I thought the commercial looked okay for it. Well, I'm excited to hear that. So as we said, Next week is Just One Kiss, which is a little bit of a musical. We've got Broadway stars, um, Santino Fontana, in addition to being a audiobook voice actor, is also a Broadway star, as is Krista Rodriguez. I am excited for this. I do think it could go either way, mm-hmm. but I am excited for a little bit of a twist. Yeah. Give me more. So, of course, we will be back for that. And don't forget to catch our episode next Tuesday, which will be our Pop Culture Club episode. So if you want to talk more TV, we're going to be talking TV and books and what we're listening to. We do that every single month. So come back for that. Thank you for listening. If you are new, please leave a five-star rating or review if you like us. It helps other people find our podcast in the sea of podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.